Welcome to the Capitalize podcast. I'm your host, Craig West, the founder of Capitalize, and I'm going to take you through our digital platform to help you work with business owners to maximize the value of their business and successfully exit. In this episode of Capitalize Insights, we're joined by Chris Nelson. Chris is actually uh, playing two roles here. One, he owns and runs our marketing agency, Juicebox. But interestingly now, Juicebox is also running the technology for Capitalize, done all the programming and design and layout work. So we'll talk about how that interesting combination of things worked out. But uh, firstly, Chris, hi, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Craig. We might start with a bit of an intro, a bit of background, personal history, career. How did you get where you're at now? Yeah, sure. Uh, Look, very lucky to be one of the first beneficiaries uh, of the internet uh, in Western Australia. And that came um, through my father, who happens to be American. And he was, he spent his whole career uh, in the media. And as a result, um, media personnel were some of the first to be given access to the internet. Now, of course, he didn't really know what to do with it. But I became really interested with, I guess just how it all works and, and more importantly, how, how websites worked at that point. I was only 13 years old. So that um, quickly translated to a, uh, a computer science degree. Um, I wanted to go into software, sort of old school software, not sort of um, web-based software. And, and uh, after four years of uh, completing that degree, uh, picked up a job uh, in finance uh, in the IT department and uh, Spent a lot of time working with MasterCard, bringing uh, their online banking systems um, to the world. Obviously, I was uh, a young attacker, still um, understanding the the whole realm of how software deployment and, and architecture worked. But uh, that definitely paved the way uh, for the career that I'm in now, which is um, you know effectively taking business models and digitally transforming them. So uh, after spending a good stint with that company, uh, I returned back to Melbourne. And a friend of mine who were from university came and said, listen, the quality of digital in this state is very low. And if you can build a website, we can make some money. And I said, well, I'm in a pretty good position at 21 years old. It's, I'm not sure how I feel working out of a garage and you know, struggling to pay for fuel for the car. But we took the dive um, and it was one of the best decisions we ever made. Uh, and we really did ride the digital wave from there on in. So... Was that when you created Juicebox, or is that later on? No, that's the that's the that's the start of Juicebox. Of Juicebox. Right? So yeah, that's right. Tell us a bit about Juicebox now. What does it look like? How many people? What do you do? Who do you work for? Yeah, look, Juicebox is. Uh, it, I don't think we ever knew what it was going to be. I think uh, you know there was a a strong branding side which came from my business partner. He lives and breathes brands, and then we have my technical side and my digital side, which I brought to the table now. In simple terms, back in 2008, that looked like uh, logos of brands and, and websites. And now, of course, the whole world has transformed into basically living in a digital ecosystem and brands are very much digital brands with digital experiences. So the power of the two minds is kind of the success of Juicebox, I'd like to think. But uh, in essence, we are a holistic um, agency. We, we cover everything from uh, developing software to uh, brand strategy, all the way through to, to taking a message to market through marketing techniques and, and, and uh, various forms of marketing. Uh, and this day, we're about 50 strong. Um, we're a lot of things to a lot of people, which is uh, good and bad in its own right. But Ultimately, everything we do is objective-led. Uh, we are not somebody who will 
just complete a project and and therefore it just be a simple transaction. We wish you all the best. We need to know that there's a measure of success in place and every engagement with uh, a client is about achieving an aim. It needs to have a clear measure of success and, and then we go about overlaying our recommendations. Yeah, okay, so much different to a typical, you know, marketing agency, really, because you've got all this, all these aspects where you've got the branding division, you've got digital marketing, obviously, and the traditional Google ads and social media and so on. Of the fifty people, how many work in each area? You've sort of got a pretty diverse team there. Yeah, look, it's a split between uh, technology, we call it tech, the tech team, creative, which encompasses everything from motion designers, brand designers, UX designers. Uh, through the digital strategy team. And we also have a very strong strategic planning department, um, which is uh, overlaid by, uh, I guess, the account management team, which is customer service. So there's roughly five divisions. We we like to think we're, we're all one, of course, but um, you know, I'd say it's a fairly even split. There's probably a, a, a stronger number of people in, in the development and uh, creative teams just as a result of uh, demand. Yeah, okay. So it might be worth just talking through. I mean, you've done the marketing for Succession Plus now, I think, for five years, is it? Must be. Six years, I think. Six yeah. years. There you go. So it might be worth just talking through that journey and sort of how you've applied what you do in that context. And then we'll get into talk about capitalizing a bit more detail. Sure. I think it's really important to acknowledge that, you know, when I when I set out to create Juicebox, the idea was not necessarily to be a marketing firm, but of course, as you um, have more sophisticated engagements, you know the importance of being able to not only get the house in order, but to take a, a message to market. So that was sort of an afterthought, but you know, thanks to the right hires and the right experience, it's been a really successful um, addition to, to Juicebox. When we uh, first sat down with Succession Plus, what we saw was a really um, interesting business model uh, with a complicated subject matter, which is kind of my forte. I love um, being the one that takes on the, the, the challenging topics. And we knew that there was a, uh, or there was two, two um, clear gaps. One was the right communication to the right audience um, and those, those key messages that were going to resonate with people looking to transition out of their business. Uh, and then, of course, there was the business model itself which was quite traditional and quite manual. And of course, you know, our, a big part of what Juicebox does is digital transformation. How do we take an existing process, overlay that with technology um, to deliver sort of a world-class experience? So across the journey, uh, we spent a lot of time getting Succession Plus in order, um, you know, with yourself, uh, analyzing every touch point with clients, analyzing how we were marketing and, and promoting the business, uh, everything across all of the digital ecosystem and assets. Uh, and then, of course, you know, that led into Capitalize, which has very much been a tech project um, and is a very, you know, the digital transformation of the model. Yeah. Before we get into Capitalize, I think it's interesting just to ask, and you can be as harsh as you like. I mean, clients often think they know about marketing, right? I mean, no one tells me how to calculate capital gains tax or how to work out the rules that you need to put an employee share plan to comply with the Corporations Act, but people tell you how to do your job all the time, right? Uh, not me, but other uh, clients, I mean. Oh, no, you've been there. Uh, there's, <laughs> a, uh, there's a naivety around marketing, um, and that comes from probably the uh, lack of measure that occurs with a lot of marketing. You know, ultimately, you have awareness marketing, which is the, you know, the, the strengthening of a brand, um, you know, the, the positioning of a brand and people just simply becoming aware of your value proposition. 
And then you've got activation marketing, which is kind of, you know, here's a, here's a once for a lifetime sale, discount, whatever it may be. And that's very measurable because you'll feel the impact as soon as the campaign goes live. Whilst there is always hesitation around awareness marketing because people go, well, what did I actually get for that? Even though long term, there is no doubt, um, you know, a foundation of, of trust and, and understanding in that brand that occurs. So we, I don't think it's necessarily people telling us how to do our job. It's probably a lack of trust. And that lack of trust comes from there being a real uh, diverse range of terminology that's used within the industry, um, metrics that don't always translate to bottom line business impact. And ultimately, um, you know, people just glazing over results when they do have them in front of them, just going, oh, well, it feels busy, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it's been, as you said, five or six year journey. And there were definitely times when we thought, geez, I don't know if we need to spend money doing that. But in hindsight, now looking back, you know, we've had more than 40% growth year on year, every single year of those five years. So the results are there, obviously, but it's about the discipline of just keeping going, keep doing what you have to do. That's correct. The greatest moments that I've had with having a firm engaged in marketing is seeing them have that lack of trust or that, you know, uncertainty is probably a better word. And then, you know, three years later, it's core foundation of their sales and marketing model. And they just wonder how they ever did without it. And I think that's because, you know, it is, you're handing over your hard earned or you're handing over, you know, business um, capital and you need that to translate into a multiple of results. And most people have great hesitation about that. And it doesn't just happen in month one. It probably is still growing in month six. But once they see uh, that it only takes, you know, a few diamonds in the rough to, to uh, create a huge return on investment, they're usually a client for life. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting it's an interesting area because it's one of those things. It's a bit like parents going and telling the school how they should be teaching their kids, even though they're not teachers. It's the same sort of thing. So, look, I think interesting to talk about now the digital transformation side. So, you know, we originally came to you entirely focused on digital marketing and uh, building website and brand awareness and activation marketing, as you said. We then started talking about this new model. How do we digitize the tools? How do we make what was at that point, you know, a series of Excel spreadsheets, Word documents, calculators, all sorts of things. How do we turn it into a tool? You've done other projects like that in financial services before. Maybe start with that and then we can talk about what it looks like for Capitalize. Sure, yeah. Look, we we had we started in um, the salary packing packaging industry, which um, you know, is, I guess tax benefits and and there was uh, my my history was in developing um, calculators that that showcase the benefit and the different tax situations. So there was not really anyone else in Australia that was doing this. And we hence we we got the opportunity to work with a lot of businesses that came to us for that. And then it extended onto other um, aspects of their business, such as you know, um, DocuSign before it was a mainstream, uh, working with um, fintechs that uh, needed to uh, onboard customers more smoothly. And then in recent times, um, we've had the opportunity to work with high-end mining clients, uh, yeah, ASX trading companies, uh, companies that are dealing with um, off-market investment. So when I look at these uh, projects, I, I don't really think there is a huge um, alteration to their existing business model. What it is, is just seamless and streamlined. And yeah, quite often the, the conversation when it comes to digital transformation is, oh, but how would we do that? And there are so many ways. People don't know about the technology that exists. They don't know about how things can connect. They don't know about how systems can talk to one another and create all of this efficiency. 
And in, in most processes, um, there is a manual aspect, even in the recording of this podcast. The editing will be somewhat manual. The uploading will be somewhat manual. The promotion will be somewhat manual. Our, our role is really to look at this process and overlay it with um, technological advancement to, to kind of automate or streamline the process as best possible. And, and capitalize is definitely a result of that. You sound like a frustrated accountant to me. Tax, salary, packaging... You wish, right? I uh, I didn't choose to be so uh, finance aligned, but it just seemingly <laughs> happened, and here we are. <laughs> so, in terms of capitalize, obviously, you're currently you, you know you're acting as the CTO. You're managing that whole digital transformation. My background, all jokes aside, I'm an accountant. I have no idea about technology. It's not my thing. You know, I'm good at using it, but certainly couldn't build any of it. So, I'm interested, you know, in your thoughts around that process and how the development sort of started the conversation where we ended up how that works, and then we'll talk about, you know, what we think's coming in the future. Yeah, well, it was, I think, I think it was quite underwhelming the way we, we started. I think it was <laughs> a, a quick whiteboard session, dotted some notes down before um, I had to jump on a plane. But that is kind of how I like to operate in many ways. It, you don't need to try and solve the very finite detail on day one. The agile methodology speaks to pivoting and and focusing on on what is the um, what will deliver the greatest gains next so capitalize is definitely and um, has been an iterative and agile project which has um, been really fun to work with uh, in terms of you know what we set out to achieve it was really taking a lot of like I said the, the manual process in recording data recording uh, questionnaires recording valuations and finan- uh, you know financial information, and centralizing it so that a lot of the heavy lifting was done by the application itself. And that really, you know, what used to take a week to prepare was happening within two hours. So that was the exciting piece. Uh, you know, Succession Plus had this brilliant three-month-step model. It was um, clear that there was a great demand for it. It was clear that people were impressed with what came from it. Um, and all we needed to do was to be able to scale that. And a lot of what people don't um, you know, appreciate with digital transformation is the ability to to scale across the world because it no longer requires that human manual intervention. And so that was the great opportunity in front of us. Um, and that's what we've seeked to, to achieve. Yeah, so come forward now, we're sort of two and a half years into the Capitalized project. The software's up and running. As you said, we've got scale. We're delivering it into advisors right throughout the world, actually, but certainly into the North America, Canada, UK, et cetera. There's now a leverage point there. Where do you see the technology going next? You know, we've sort of got it to a point where it's it's well past minimum viable product and it's being used and customers love it and everybody's happy with it, but there's a lot more we can do. And I guess that's one of the barriers as well as one of the opportunities, you know, where do we stop? What else can we do? But where do you see it going from here? I believe that the the world is now, it has an expectation around everything being live, everything being instantaneous. And uh, that's a side effect of... Um, the, the the technology adoption that we that we have you know filtered down unfortunately to children etc. But there's an expectation that you know you don't wait for anything anymore. So what I think the greatest opportunity is is I, if somebody said, look, I'll value your business in in five seconds. You you're not really going to believe that they're going to be able to achieve that. It's just yeah. going to be a guess. And uh, therefore, there are things that we don't want to rush in this world. We don't, we want, we don't want them to make a, a wild guess if we really need this information to be correct. But Capitalize has this beautiful opportunity to have all of these live data sources feeding into it. And the last piece of the puzzle is the, the live accounting. 
And that's the big focus for quarter one this year. But once that's integrated into the software, it's kind of like having a live valuation on your house or business. You just need to log in at any one time. If you've had a good month or a good week or hell, even a good day, the, 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 the valuation will be recalculated on the fly. We call it a dynamic revaluation. And as a result, you know exactly what your business is worth at any hour of the day. Um, that is something that I saw very early on as being a really unique opportunity and knowing the grunt behind the technology and the sophistication behind the IP, uh, that's going to make waves when we get it out there and the message is clear. Yeah, okay. That's, that's an interesting area because you're quite right. I mean, I've got a you know investment in Macquarie Bank shares. I can log on on my iPad right now and get the price in one second, literally. And if I want to buy or sell on that price right away, you can't do that with private companies. You've never been able to do it. It's always difficult. Often, you know, there's lots of stories. If you go to three accountants, you'll get three different valuations. So there is a lot of discipline and structure around how that's got to be done. But I think from a business owner's point of view, that's really about giving them ultimate control over their asset. For many business owners, it's a big asset. It's worth more than their home or their, you know, their other investments. Therefore, knowing exactly what it is, A, what it's worth and B, what they can do to change that is the big thing in my view. That's correct. And I think uh, if you take the stock markets, they still have a, a, a opening time and a closing time. Yep. And then if you take the, the Web 3.0 world of crypto, the markets are always open. Now, uh, you can't tell me that people uh, don't want to trade on any particular stock market on the, on a Saturday, right? It's, it's alive. It should be uh, always on kind of mentality to, to trading uh, because it's proven that that's what the world wants. And it's no different to um, logging its capitalized. You would, you don't want to have to wait next, till next month until the, the finances are in and it recalculates your valuation. It should be instantaneous and, and we're going to be very close to achieving that. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff coming up. We've got a fair bit of work to do to get there, but we're well down the track. A couple of things that people have asked about in, in various scenarios, artificial intelligence, machine learning, what's the impact of that on this kind of technology? Uh, yeah, so there's a huge, there's a huge array of um, areas we can explore there. I think it'll come mainly down to the benchmarking side and sort of uh, pre-existing uh, cases of a business in a similar situation and what they did to grow their valuation. So, for example, let's take the Google Ads platform. Uh, if you go on there, they will say, you know, here's five keywords we suggest. If you add to your campaign, you'll you'll see uh, greater results. That's because those five keywords are being used by a competitor of similar nature who's having success. Now, the reason Google wants us to add these words is so that we uh, compete with the competitor and start bidding that up and they earn more money. Taking that, <laughs> that sort of uh, commercial side away, the capitalized software has the opportunity to do its own learning on businesses that may be in a certain sector or a certain state or a certain um, in industry that is... Uh, there's a clear case study of one where they have made drastic increases in their valuation as a result of doing activities A, B, S. And so the learning from that is that without uh, an advisor needing to say, hey, you know, you should explore this activity or this initiative because it, it's, it's clearly going to raise your valuation, the software can start doing that for you. Uh, the same with the I guess the more AI side is when you're thinking about advacs or looking at your P&L categorization, over time we can learn how people use uh, terminology within their P&L or their balance sheet and start to automatically match that without 
um, having to do too much uh, manual intervention. So, you know, sales is a clear uh, and definitive word, but sometimes, you know, sales, um, digital marketing is not, you know, well, let's just call it digital marketing. But we, we knew that that digital marketing was typically a line item for sales. We can automatically suggest that. So the idea is, again, just to make things as seamless and as automated as possible. And then that's where that technology comes into play. Okay, so a couple of things before we wrap things up. We sort of talked about the key features, talked about AI and machine learning. What haven't we seen yet? Like, what do you think's on the horizon that's probably, you know, we haven't looked at, we haven't talked about in terms of capitalised? What are you seeing in terms of trends? Yeah, well, I think it happened at the end of uh, the year that just passed, which was the introduction of uh, chat GPT. And ah. uh, it is an amazing, it's an amazing pivot point. And some people have criticized my thinking there saying, oh, why, why do you think it is so important? And I said, well, I think it's the greatest challenger to Google that we've seen. I had, uh, when we presented it in our, you know, our sort of lunch and learn uh, within Juicebox, we had staff that were quite intimidated by it because this could write blogs and answer questions and do things that we are paid by our clients to do. And of course, there's a fin factor around well, what's my position then. I don't think the technology is uh, mature enough uh, yep. to, to be adopted like that just yet, but there is a, certainly a, a huge amount of use cases that have already been shown on the internet as to how uh, this can um, kind of change the world. So uh, if you haven't had a play with ChatGPT, I highly recommend it. You can kind of ask it anything in the world and it will probably come back with a better answer than you ever could. And what that means is if we are no longer relying on Google just to give us a listing where we still have one manual step, and that manual step is I've been presented 10 results. Um, there is no quick search, as I should add. But if I've been presented 10 results, it's my job to choose what the best of those 10 results are. So it's still prone to human error. While if ChatGPT gets to a point where it analyzes so many credible data sources that it starts to um, segment the information that doesn't have enough validation and only um, to keep the information that is clearly proven by multiple sources, we really don't need Google. We can just ask whatever device for the answer. Yeah, okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing that in Capitalize when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, you tell me <laughs> the questions you want to ask, no problems. <laughs> Before we wrap up, firstly, how do people contact you? Uh, yeah, juicebox.com.au. Easy. Three quick questions. Number one, tip for advisors. Now, we're talking about advisors typically that are using Capitalize, but in exit and succession planning. Number one tip for advisors. Be patient. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a ride that's going to be very uh, worthwhile being on. And uh, in the crazy game of software development, features and improvements come out really regularly. So... Um, always be looking for what's new and what's next uh, because those are the things that will change the game for you as well. Cool. Favourite business book and why? I, I get this question a little bit and I always like to go with what's inspired me most recently and that was a book called Insurgents, which is the um, difference between businesses that get to a certain, star, a certain size and become defensive and uh, negative to change and young startup businesses that have this mentality of uh, a strategy that changes every day and always looking to disrupt. You know, you go through a blockbuster and a Netflix or a, a yep. Kodak and uh, the digital, um, you know, the digital game that wiped it out. Uh, the real, the, the thinking in the change that happens between the growth is what this book 
uh, articulates and I found it fascinating. Okay, I'm going to have a look at that. I'm asking advisors this question. You're a bit different because you're not really an advisor in exit. Do you practice what you preach? What's your exit strategy? So have you actually thought about an exit strategy for yourself? Well, loosely, I think that, um, you know, there's a there's an expiry date to people in our industry. That's the sad part is that we are on the forefront of technology and we need to be creative and we have a lot of youth that works within Juicebox. So yep. once my hair goes fully grey, I imagine they'll want to kick me out. So, yeah, I, I, I thought about, you know, uh, strategic buyers uh, in the past, but we haven't really made any any clear steps towards anything, to be honest. Cool. Always good to catch up. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah, cheers, Craig. As always, thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us for the Capitalize podcast. I hope you found it interesting and useful. There's a lot more resources available on our website, which is just www.capitalize.com. And if you're looking for it, it's Capitalize without the E at the end. Feel free to reach out to us if you need any further help. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.